Therefore God also has highly exalted him, him and given him the name which is above every name. Lord, I pray that brother, brother Justin's sermon text would be good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Not sure I need the stool. Good morning. Good morning. We greet those of you who have joined us on live stream. We also greet the holy angels, those who are in a great cloud of witness, Jesus Himself. There's a there's an innumerable company which attend us as well. Other than there's a greater part of the unseen that attends these meetings than the seen. Jesus has a name that's above every other name. There's power in the name of Jesus. Power that we can tap into. However, this power does not come to us just by uttering a series of syllables. You don't just say Jesus' name and suddenly it has magical power, like a mystical spell or a sorcerer's incantation. You do not have power in spoken word that the same manner that Jesus did, just because you decided to attach his name to what you want. Now Jesus did say, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, the, the key word there being ask, not say, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And that's the reason why he'll do it. Trust me, if Jesus never did his will but the will of God, He's not going to do your will over God's will either, just because you have attached his name to what you said. Now, brethren, we cannot create anything by speaking. We cannot make a trial go away by talking to it. <clears throat> we cannot create anything. We can't calm a storm by rebuking it. We cannot form our own destinies or create our own future. You can't make another person love God or cause them to be born again. These are all things that I've been heard taught in our day. The power of Jesus' name is not to settle your earthly dilemmas, to increase your worldly gain, or to provide you with ease in this life. It's not power to achieve and prosper in the temporal realm. It is power to get yourself ready for eternity. Amen. It is power to make it through this life and to stand blamelessly before God. It's like what Sister June said this morning. Motivators... Motivators can't give power. Jesus is the only one that can give you power. Amen. It's in His name. Now see, you can speak a word of comfort. Your words can encourage. They can edify. They can strengthen the faith of others. If you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you can speak the things that God has given to you. You can minister the gospel, provide a way for men to receive the power of God and the salvation. But this power is found only in the name of Jesus. It is not power found solely in us. Jesus did say, without me, ye can do nothing. 
Yeah. See, personal names, I want to talk about this. Personal names these days, especially in the United States, they like lack meaning. Names like Frank and Bill, for example. Yeah, a name is not just a series of syllables and pronunciations with merely to just label something. It's not, it's not just, it's not just a, a pretty-sounding title. See, our society has fallen so much that names nowadays, they've like lost their meaning. A name is meant to describe the character of a person, who they actually are. When God says that he is making a name for himself, it means that he is revealing something about his person. See, God never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The person of God doesn't change, but when God makes a name for himself, he's revealing who he is. Now, I've noticed in our day a growing number of Christians are holding to the teaching that the name of the Lord somehow is fully contained in the human language itself. They claim that our salvation depends on how the Lord's name is pr pronounced in the tongues of men. Perhaps you've ran into somebody like this. You mention the name Jesus, but they correct you right away and they say, no, no, it's Yeshua. It's not Jesus, it's Yeshua. Or some may say, no, it's not, it's Yahweh. That's, that's the correct way to pronounce it. See, these people are convinced that the name of God is represented in the physical syllables spoken and not in the meaning behind the name. I had someone very recently tell me that the name of Jesus Christ, spoken in English instead of Hebrew, means nothing. Now, if the name of Jesus Christ means nothing, why has it produced fruit in our lives? Why are we provoked with consideration when we hear that name? Why has it blessed us and countless others throughout the world? Why is the enemy also provoked by the name? Why is it banned in certain places and around the world if it is meaningless? Why are believers tortured and murdered around the world for using it? Please explain. Would a person dare stand before them in the judgment and tell them who gave their lives for Jesus Christ that that word meant nothing? Is it possible for a person to be enlightened with a meaningless word? You see, when God impregnates a word with meaning, who can say that it means nothing? God is saving men from every nation, kindred, people, and tongue. If pronouncing his name in the correct language was a condition of our salvation, then we would make God a liar. And if this was such a critical issue, these people need to explain to us all why the Apostle Paul never once brought it up in his teachings. And I'll tell you why. I'm here to say that what is communicated far outweighs what is pronounced. In fact, in all areas of life, what is communicated carries the greatest weight, not just what is pronounced. You see, if I told you that I cared about you, and then saw that you perceived that, that you had a need, and then I, I let you starve while I had plenty, what would that communicate to you? It's like if the scriptures say, if a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace. Be warmed and filled. Now that's a, that's a good pronunciation. That's a good word. But without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? You know, I work with people that use colorful language a lot. And some of them, when I come around, they actually abbreviate their profanity as if only saying the first syllable of the word and not finishing it actually sanctifies the word itself. 
But you see, I know what you mean. They fail to see that even though their pronunciation was incorrect, the thought that they're communicating is very much still alive. People know what you mean when you say the name Jesus Christ. A large body of thought is capable of moving with those words. The capacity of which changes with a person's understanding of Christ himself. This doesn't mean that, I, that, I, that I'm up here and I'm saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and I'm just attaching that name to everything. It means that while, while we're up here preaching, we're declaring His name. We're declaring who Christ is Himself. And see, as a person grows in the faith, the name of Jesus widens. When somebody says the name Jesus, more considerations are being brought to your person. As we're, being, as we're growing in the faith, and as our understanding is widening, the name of Jesus is, is, is widening. See, there is no simple way, there's no simple way that we can describe Jesus. <clears throat> there's no phrase in the human language and no string of syllables that can properly portray Jesus in and of itself. The one that exists, Jesus Christ, must be built upon in our understanding. His name must be declared and it must be preached and it must be expounded. Anything that we need for our salvation is found in the name. We, pre- we preach, what do we, who do we preach? We preach Christ. We preach His name. The name of Jesus is who He is. It's a title that is expressly unique to His person and no other. By faith you believe in His name, who He actually is in character. Calling upon the name of the Lord requires knowing Him. This is more than intellectual knowledge. It's heart knowledge. With a heart, with the heart a person believes. But these things are written. This is John 20, 31. But these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through His name, through His who He is. In order to believe in the name of Christ, you have to be told about Christ. And in order to be told about Christ, God had to tell someone at some time. God gave us a written record, a word from God that we might believe in His name. For example, when you had believed that your sin had separated you from God, you were convinced that you needed a deliverer. And you look to Jesus. Why? Because you were told that He is the one who came to save you from your sins. You believed in His name. You believed who He is, who He was. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Meaning that you believed that He, that he was able to take away sin. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There it is, calling upon the name of the Lord. So this is what a minister of Christ should endeavor to bring to the people. Considerations of the person of Jesus Christ and what he is doing. It's the only way that men are going to believe on the name of Christ. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, I just want to give you a bird's eye view of what it means to declare the name of Christ and to consider that his name is above every other name. Now, these, each one of these things in and of themselves could be a sermon or a series of sermons. 
Jesus is, these are his names, Jesus is the express image of God, the one who is exactly like God in every conceivable way. That's a powerful consideration to a person who's not ashamed to call us brethren. The creator of the heavens and the earth. That's who he is. He made all that is seen, and there is not anything made that wasn't made by him. Who else, who else can have that title? The first and the last. The only one who is enduring and preeminent. <clears throat> the word of God. The one whom, through whom God has spoken in these last times. Do you want to know the mind of God? This is who Jesus is. He's the word of God. The bright and morning star. The day star. The one by whom the knowledge of God comes through. The one by whom men obtain understanding and grasp the purpose and revelation of God Himself. Is there any other name by which that can come through? See, there's power in His name. He's the last Adam. See, now that's hope to those who are not satisfied with the first Adam. Who else can bring you that hope? You see, He's got a name above every other name. He's the rising sun, the one who will one day soon rise with healing in his wings. That's hope to those who suffer now. The living one. and the, He's the living one. He's the life. It's good to know him as we pass through this realm of the dead. He's capable of giving life because he is life. He's the amen. Now that's a name. Confirming the very promises, nature, and character of God Himself is Jesus Christ the Lord. The Amen. Amen. The true light illuminating the circumstances of life that were once to us ambiguous. Shining into the darkness and illuminating the hearts of those who were once in darkness. The true light. Who else can that be said of? The true light. You see how these Jesus can't be bottled down to a series of human syllables. The Holy Spirit's going through the Scripture and He's and, and, and He's revealing, He's making manifest the name of God that it's a name above all other names. He's the righteous one. He's the one by whom many are made righteous. Just think of that. By one, many were made righteous. Who else does that describe? He's the righteous judge. The one who will exercise all judgment on that day, rewarding the ungodly and punishing the ungodly, rewarding the godly and punishing the ungodly. And it will glorify the Father in heaven by doing so. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. This emphasizes his victory and triumph over the enemy. Who else has spoiled principalities and powers? Who else led captivity captive? Who else has bound up the strong man? Who else Who else is triumphant like Jesus? He's the Son of God, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He's the Christ, the one whom God has appointed from the foundation of the world to save men from sin and death, specifically the promised seed of the woman spoken to Eve that would crush the head of the serpent. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The one who is not only over all those who have dominion and power, but He's the one by whom all dominion and power comes from. 
If there's any dominion, if there's any power, if there's any authority, it was given by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the highway of holiness, a way established for men to get to heaven without error and an area of protection that Satan cannot reach. He's a place of safety where you can walk and not die. He's the bread of life. The one who came down from heaven that men must gather and imbibe constantly and daily to sustain new life. He's the light of the world. The only source of illumination for this world. The only way that men can be productive according to God's standards. He is the gate. The... He only allows certain things to pass through, right? He is the good shepherd. He leads his flock with their best intention in mind. That's a powerful consideration. He knows what you need. He keeps watch over his sheep. He leads you into green pastures and beside still waters. Who else is able to do that? He is the way, the truth, and the life, everything essential for man's salvation is wrapped up in one person. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. He's the true vine. He's the one that causes men to effectually bear fruit unto God, making it possible for men to work the works of God. He is called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. These are His names, brethren. The one who is able to comfort able to strengthen and increase the joy of those who are on the way. He's the seed of Abraham, the one that the promise that we are all the partakers of. He is the faithful witness who testifies of the truth. Other places his name is written faithful and true. Jesus is faithful. See, you can count on Jesus without risk. Actually, the risk is the count on the thing that's not faithful. That's where risk comes from. Emmanuel, his name is Emmanuel, the one from the Father who took on mortal flesh and dwelt among us. What other God on the planet, there is no God, that came down to dwell among men? Unique. He's the cornerstone, the one on whom everything is built and by whom all things are held into place. He's the rock a place of immovable safety and the unshakable and central foundation of the purpose of God concerning men. He is the bridegroom, the one who is the desire. He's our desire, brethren. We long for the day that we're going to be united with the bridegroom. Who else is more deserving of this preparation? See, he's the, he's the bridegroom. He's the firstborn and the first fruits. A picture of sinless man's relationship with the Father and the forerunner of our salvation. The first to partake of the spoils of victory. He's the heir of all things. The one whom all things rightfully belong to. He hath put all things under his feet. He is the Lord. He is the one with whom we have to do. It's his name. He is the I Am. The ultimate revelation of all absolution and truth contained in one person. The one who was and is and is to come. See, human language kind of hits a wall when you say, I am the I am. That's like human language has officially hit the wall. It can't contain that kind of a consideration. 
He is the head of the church. The one who's building, leading, shaping, and moving the church. He's the primary worker in the church. He's the overseer of the church. See, he's, he's, his name is above all other names. He is the prince of peace, capable of commanding peace to those in need simply by speaking a word. But much more than this, he made peace with God. Who else was is, who else could make peace with God? See, his, he's got a name that's above every other name. He is the Passover lamb. The spotless sacrifice offered up by God as a means by which men have escaped the wrath. He is a deliverer and a redeemer. The one who paid the price that was required for reconciliation and delivered us from the bondage and redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's the only one who's done that. He's got a name above every name. He's the a horn of salvation. The power of God to effectively save those who are enslaved to sin and of the dominion of wicked principalities and powers. He's God's right arm. He's a horn of salvation. He's the captain of our salvation. He's the one who's leading the way to glory. He's bringing many sons to glory. He's the author and perfecter of salvation. It's who He is. The one who is working all things together for good to those who love God and who are called according to His purpose. He's the one doing that because He's got this name that's above every other name. He's the mediator. He's the one who's mediating the new covenant and its benefits towards those who believe. He's the great high priest. The one who has reconciled us to God by His blood once and for all who has cleansed our conscience, who perpetually removes our unknown sin and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Now that's just something to think about, brethren. That's a preview of the name of God being above every other name. These things are engraved into His persona, who He is. Nobody else can do these things. And one day, when the veil is lifted... And the judgment begins, the assembled universe will be presented with his name. It'll be a presentation of his name. Philippians 2. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. He's made a name for himself. That at the name of Jesus, every, when people are presented with this, this is going to be the reaction when the assembled universe is presented with the name of Christ. We're bowing now. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and the things in earth and the things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's got a name that's above every other name. There's a name above every name that's around. A name of pure substance and not of just sound. A name not confined in the languages of men, 
a name that takes more than words to comprehend. His name fully describes the person that he is. Tis proclaimed, explained, expounded by the person who preaches. The wonderful realities of truth, hope, and love. Unique and powerful is the one whose name is high above. His eternal occupation, a declaration of our King, and with every proclamation, a consideration with it brings. And as we preach, it all unfolds God's purpose and its meaning and opens us and opens all of up and opens up to all of those who will come to him believing his his strength and comfort joy and peace and love and truth and light his safety power fortitude and everlasting might his hope and grace a rock a place of refuge in the night he gives courage fullness peace of mind and fully satisfies he's worthy of the highest honor whose bread and meat and living water the one who came down from the father is yesterday, today, forever, still the same. And he's coming soon to take us home, the name above all names. Brother Judah has our exhortation. What a powerful name it is. That name that is above all names. This name saved us. When Peter, when Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 4, he said, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's this name whereby we must be saved. There's divine urgency in this name. For those who will accept His name, the communication, the character of this name, there's an urgency involved in that, whereby we must be saved. John chapter 14, verse 13, Jesus says, Whatsoever you ask in My name, that will I do. If the name is the character of a person, which it most certainly is for Jesus, as we know, in His name makes our request worthy. We can't pray in our name. It means nothing. We can't come before God because of us. We go in His name. That's what makes our request even worthy to be considered by God Almighty, is praying in Jesus' name. Colossians 3.17 Whatsoever you do, in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Do it all in the name. If you're not doing something in the name of Jesus, stop it. There's provision given to us for whatever we're doing. We're free to do it in the name of Jesus. It validifies our labor. Why is your labor not in vain in the Lord? Because you do it in His name. That's why your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So the exhortation is, whatever you ask, ask in this name that is above all names. The exhortation is whatever you do, whether you're saying it or you're expressing it or you're acting, do it all in this name that is above every name. Because here's what's coming. Revelation chapter 2 verse 17 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. 
To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. The one that has the name above all names is going to give us a new name. What motivation that is for the saints to press for the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ. Keep your eyes on the prize. The one that has the name above all names is going to give us a new one. I'll open for your comments now this morning. Riley? God is the game. He's the one who lets certain things go through. I thought that was very encouraging because God will not let anything pass him if it is evil. All things under God that love him, he will let through because he knows they are holy because God is holy. Amen. Amen. Brother Seth? If Jesus Christ means nothing, why does it offend sinners? It's true. If Jesus Christ means nothing, why does it offend sinners? That's good. Brother Bob? Yeah, this, um, considering that uh, we're talking about the one who um, he, um, he was in the form of God, right? And he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he took on the form of a servant. He humbled himself. Now, if this one, if Jesus the Christ could do that, then how much more should we, who we didn't have this beginning that he had, right? We, we were sinners. And yet, look, he brought us into a kingdom. He took away our sin. And now we can adopt this. We, we can have a, 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 a humility that's genuine. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm Amen. not saying it quite the way I want to say it. But see, Jesus, well, he, he, had, he really did humble himself. He was high. Is in the form of God. He thought it, you know, and yet he laid that aside so he could save us. Now, at, it, 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 we have the privilege of being a, a part, a part of Him that He's working in us. And and um, I, I just, I, I thank God that um, He's 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 He is exalting us. Mm-hmm. You know, he, He's bringing us to a place that He deserves. And um. I thank God for that, that, that this one that was so great. Look at all the expressions that are contained in his name. The greatness of, of who he is. And yet he 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 came and, and, and he delivered us from the bondage of death. What a great Savior we have. Amen. 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 Brother David? In Acts, when Peter and John were going to pray and they healed the lame man, and they asked him, they told him how they were able to heal him. It says, Acts 3.16, and his name, yes. through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. Mm-hmm. And later, they were told to quit preaching. In Acts 4.7, they were the high priest gathered together. And Acts 4.7, when they had set them in their midst, they asked, by what power or what name have you done this? And he preached to them about Jesus in Acts 4. Five, Peter was thrown in jail and the angel of the Lord opened up the door and let him out. And they got taken back before the Sanhedrin in uh, Acts 5.28. They were telling him, 
did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And Peter answered, we must obey God rather than men. When uh, Philip was prompted by the Holy Spirit to go down to the road that went to Gaza, the Ethiopian eunuch was in his chariot reading Isaiah 53. And he asked, who is this about? And in uh, Acts 8, 35, Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. When we teach and preach about Jesus and his name, we're explaining who Jesus is and what he's done. Amen. 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 In the world, a title they bestow upon a man determines who he is. Like no one's president of the United States until that title is bestowed upon him. But now with Jesus, his name and titles don't make him what he is. Uh What he is determined a title Uh and a name. So, uh, in other words, without this name, you couldn't perceive or comprehend Jesus yeah. in any That's in right. any sense. Yeah. Right. But his name, and he has, you know, so his name should be called, and he lists off about seven or eight things. Mm-hmm. That was his name. His name reveals mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. Amen. And when you Amen. think of him, you think of Savior and Lord and Christ and Shepherd and all these. That's what he is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Brother Jonathan and Brother Tony. I'm thankful that this name that's been given to Jesus is a name that no other one can share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. exclusively yeah. his that's name. Right. And something we care yeah. about this text. It says he's highly exalted him, given a name above every name. And then it says in verse 6, it's at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. At his name they bow. Amen. At his appearing, at his name yeah. they all bow. That's, that's how big this name is. Yeah. That's how big the name is. Every yeah. knee, and it lists everything on earth, things on the earth, what have you. Every tongue confessed at the name. Amen. Now that's that's a large title. <laughs> Amen. You know, even on the earth, people would fear at the name of someone. You mentioned someone's yeah. name, you know. And so now Jesus how great Jesus is. Yeah. He's so great, okay. The per, the person Christ is so great that his name is powerful. It has yeah. salvation. Amen. Salvation power. Just his name, because that's how great he is. You know, God exalts the humble. He does. Mm -hmm. He exalts the humble. No being has ever humbled himself Mm. like Jesus has. Yes, that's right. right. I mean, this is God took on the form of a man. So so he's he's, uh, highly exalted, you Uh see. In that same same measure, see, he's been exalted because of that. It makes him great. Amen. So, Jamie? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this. These names. Remember, the Lord He changed people's names. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we get to glory, we're going to give given a stone, a white stone with our name, a name. So to the Lord, names do mean something. Yeah. Like Brother Justin brought up, to to men, especially nowadays, they're given names, but they don't really consider what they mean. They just kind of give them the name. And, but um, this name of Jesus is so powerful uh-huh. that. You can pray most any place, and they'll be they'll accept you. But they'll say, "Don't 
pray in Jesus' name. Because uh-huh. mm. that brings power to the prayer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That yes, changes amen. everything now. Yeah. You? Yes. Because they know, a lot, I don't know if everybody knows this, but some, some may not know it or they know it, but they'll say stuff like, it's okay to pray, but just don't use Jesus' name. Because this prayer mean, to them, it means nothing. Yeah. But they know when you when you attach the name of Jesus, that becomes something. Yes, yeah. amen. Hey, amen. Brother Bob and Brother Gibbon. Yeah, this uh, remember when um, uh, Saul was on the way to Damascus and um, a bright light shone around him and he, mm-hmm. and he fell to the ground. And this is what he said. He says, um, "Who art thou, Lord?" And this is what the Lord said: "I am Jesus, yeah. whom thou persecutor." <laughs> now he could have said, "I am the Christ." Mm-hmm. But you see what he did. He, yeah, yeah. It's under. There's no other name but Jesus, whereby men may be saved. He, yeah. Jesus tells Saul as an introduction, "I am the I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting." Yeah, right. See, yeah. it, it, it's, it's perfect. A perfect identification. You know, Jesus gave him, and Paul and Saul knew exactly who he was then. Yeah. He never asked again, did he? Amen. That's right. Amen. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so the name, the name Jesus, that at the name of Jesus. Yes, amen. Now, that was a, a unique name. There was Jesus whose surname uh-huh. is Justice, mm-hmm. and yes. Jesus is the Greek for Joshua. So there were a lot of other people mm-hmm. named Jesus, but nobody in the world thinks of those people. When That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. This is just a personal thing, but uh, the language, the language experts are pretending they're so smart, saying you say Yeshua, not Jesus. Mm-hmm. I like Jesus. I like yeah. it just like it says it. At the name of Jesus. Amen. I never do remember any of those. No one's ever heard the name Jesus and thought of Joshua. Amen. That's, right. Amen. That's yeah. how unique that name is. Yes. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. That's good. Brother so, And the prophet Isaiah, he says, name shall be called. Then he lists several things. Yeah. Right. He doesn't say names. That's right. Name Amen. shall be called. Amen. There's, the Lord didn't send a a savior to the Jews and a savior to the Gentiles, a savior for men and a savior for women, a savior for this and a savior for that. He put it all in one name. Amen. So everything you, can, Amen. you can't do this in the world. You have the the whole, you know, any any field of expertise of medical care. You have different specialists that yeah. do this better than anyone else, and you have to do that because men, there isn't any other man that can do it all. Yeah. But Amen. Jesus does it all. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. God. Amen. Yeah. You complete in him. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. This incident of the gathering demoniac is a pretty good example about Jesus' name, I think. The demon said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? Mm-hmm. So you've got a you've got a clash of names right there. Yeah. Only one there commanded the name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I wanted to say something also about Brother Justin. Am I right, brother? You said you worked eighty hours this week? Yes. <laughs> and the Lord still produced this kind of a message. Yeah. And brother, all of us brothers who preach, mm-hmm. yeah. we need to remember. Sometimes when you're pressed the most for time, is when you can press out the best message. That's right. Yeah. And presentation. Amen. Lord, deliver us from sissies. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Amen. <laughs> what about? 
Yeah, and remember what he told Joseph, the, the dream in the dream? He says, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt think about calling him Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Look at how God sanctified that name yeah. from the very beginning. Amen. Yeah. The name of Jesus. Yeah. So he says it's common. They don't know what they're saying. Told Joseph yeah. the same thing. That's right. That's right. Marty. The Jews showed their ignorance of things when they said, "Is this Jesus of Nazareth?" Yeah. So they had to, they had to uh, add that conditional there. They, they yeah. couldn't say, "Is this Jesus?" Uh huh. Yeah. Because they didn't understand his name. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Brother Jonathan. The name of Jesus, it's, it's vast. It's opening up continually yeah. as we look at it. Mm. We have people like astronomers and stuff. They're always looking out into the universe they're seeing new planets they're seeing new stars and it's just constantly opening up to them in a way you see a picture there of seeing the name of jesus opened up so you look you look here you see deliverer you look there you see king you see shepherd but it's like as you look at it like the sky that would like represent like the name of jesus you're always finding new things as you look into that name amen it's fast yeah (laughs) worthy of exploration amen Good. In the context of God, if you think of Jesus in the context of Nazareth, there are probably some other people there. The Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. And if you're someone else, say Jesus of Galilee. You know. Mm-hmm. But when you think of it in the context of God, there's only one Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Brother Ricky. <laughs> the reason why the Father so highly exalted him is because he is the most humble one. That's right. Yeah. He's yeah. the most. He's yes. gone down lower than anyone yeah. else. He's paid the, the biggest price. Yes. That's mm-hmm. why God so highly That's exalted right. him. Yeah. So we are encouraged by that to see that there is honor in humility. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. honor in suffering. There's honoring in taking a back seat. Yeah. Amen. There's honor in all those things. And. None of us should shrink back from those kind of things at all. Amen. 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 Brother David? I would like to speak on Linda's behalf. She wrote this. uh, We call on his name. The power is in his name. Our prayers are not powerful if we do not pray in Jesus' name. Satan doesn't care if you pray as long as you don't pray in Jesus' name. Amen. That's right. right. Amen. Very good, sister. Sister Hannah and Brother Jonathan. We learn new things about Jesus' name every day. Amen. Well, consider the name Jesus itself, as far as whether it's power or not, that name has the meaning of deliverer. And who has lived up to that name better than Jesus? Who is delivered to the extent that he has? Yeah, he owns that name. That's right. Mr. Jim? Yeah, it seems as though the, uh, the entire office of, of uh, all of these different names is kind of like associated with the hub Jesus mm-hmm. yeah. one of my one of the, one that always touches my heart very in a very precious way is when he would be called Emmanuel mm-hmm. God with us but there are implications to each of these names for example Emmanuel, the Father has given him all judgment because he's the Son of Man. See, the qualification of the exercise of his office, there, all of these things are interwoven. Yeah. And uh, it, becomes, it becomes a very, very large picture. And you, don't, you, you can't divorce any of these 
amplifications yeah. from that name, Jesus. That's it right. implies all of the others. Amen. 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 Sister Emily? Um, kind of going off what Brother Jonathan was saying, how we're always looking and seeing new things um, in Christ, but I really like what Brother Justin said about knowing Christ is heart knowledge, because a lot of these things that we experience by faith, so the new things that we're learning about Christ are both ways. We learn in knowledge and then also by faith in, in our heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Jesus doesn't save us as God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He saves us as a man. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's how difficult it was yeah. to save people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good to remember that. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Yeah, but Sister Emily said that's the difference between, like, uh, Brother Jonathan gave the example of more uh, how vast the universe is, and it's like a picture of the of the name of Jesus. The more you look, the more you find. Mm-hmm. And say, uh, but the difference there is uh, see, seeking into the name of Jesus. It's heart knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's not just facts that'll do you yeah, no good. That's right. Amen. Yeah, the day that Jesus was born, no, no doubt there was many other babies born, right? Yeah. Uh, but Jesus was born a king, right? Yes. Uh, yes. King of the Jews. Amen. And he's the only one we know of that when he was born, he had his own star. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. His star. Yes, amen. Amen. All right, we'll go. We'll go ahead and close this time with another another thought that I had about about this message. Is now now we've we've been given a glimpse into Jesus's character because of the names that have been revealed to us in Scripture. But I'm looking forward to the day where we shall be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. Those new names are going to come with new bodies. We'll be able to see Jesus in his fullness. And that will be full comprehension of all these names we hear now. Thank you, brethren. Amen. Amen. Sister Sarah.